0: Master Mai, good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of Perspective, I'm Dolan Mercer. This week we're taking another look at a debate at MHK recently described as probably the most important debate we've had for decades. Talking to the BBC at the annual Ilium Doan Commemoration Ceremony at Tango Hill this month, Ralph Peake said Timwold had the opportunity to show some real leadership in tackling climate change. He was speaking as one of the members of a climate emergency consultative transformation team appointed by the Manx government in July. That team was made up of representatives from government departments, climate change specialists, as well as two politicians, Mr Peake himself and Jane Poole Wilson, MLC. We'll hear from them later. It was chaired by an independent expert, Professor James Curran, who was given six months to report back with an action plan for how the island can play its part in mitigating the effects of global overheating. The findings of Professor Curran's team were released this week, presented as a report which will be laid before Timwald at this month's sitting on Tuesday the 21st. I got the chance to speak to the Professor and Chief Minister Howard Quayle about the report's contents, and I began by asking Professor Curran if the Isle of Man now has a silver bullet to achieve its objective of becoming net carbon neutral by 2050.
1: Oh, I wish there was a silver bullet. No, there's no such thing when it comes to climate action. It is fearsomely complex. Uh, It takes time and resource and commitment and needs to be followed through for some decades so silver bullet no uh, a a really credible action plan that I believe has true government commitment behind it Mm -hmm. and hopefully commitment from
0: everyone on the Isle of Man yes. So within the time and resources constraints do you feel this is the best work that can have been produced could have been produced?
1: I believe so you probably wouldn't expect me to say anything else I'm I'm proud of the report that that I led and independently submitted to government and I'm really delighted by the sense of commitment and the budget and resources that the government is putting in in the first year alone and I see
0: every indication
1: will follow through on the action plan for years to come
0: and um, three months ago roughly in October you spoke to Manx Radio and you were asked if you felt six months was long enough for this process um, to be carried out Uh, do you still hold that the view that that it is and that it wouldn't the findings wouldn't be substantially different if there was a longer time period given?
1: Most governments most nations have taken a lot longer to prepare a climate change action plan. I'm a great believer that once you make your mind up, just go for it. I don't think there would be anything substantially different if we'd taken longer. I think that energy and momentum that was put into it is very beneficial, and I think that will continue. The analytical team I worked with were extremely motivated and hardworking, and they came from all across government and is a great resource for the future. So uh, no, clearly in the time available, it left some evidence gaps which we were very clear about and wrote into my report those part of the coming year is to fill those evidence gaps in order to substantiate to lay very firm foundations for the
0: action plan in succeeding years beyond that and to quote a bit from your foreword you said you take full responsibility for the content of this report in the spirit with which this endeavor was undertaken and you're very well aware of its shortcomings and except there will be some errors Um, And as you've said, the team and yourself continue to seek out challenge and inspiration to improve it further. What comes of your role now that that six months is up and what's next, do you think?
1: Well, it's for government to decide what my continuing role would be. Uh, to, To the degree that I hope that commitment can be given by everyone on the Isle of Man to this climate change action plan, which is ambitious, but also realistic. I would be very prepared to give my continuing commitment in some role or other into the future as well. But that's still to be discussed.
0: Is it ambitious enough, do you think?
1: I believe so, it's based on the very best science uh, created by the United Nations, their uh, climate change programme and used as the foundation for the Paris Agreement back in 2016. Uh, that is the foundation of this climate change action plan so I think it's it, it's founded on the very best evidence we have globally. Thank you very much
0: Chief Minister. Um, so this is a, a cabinet office report, what happens next in terms of parliamentary process?
2: Right, well it will be going to January Timbald for the Timbald members to debate the report, the Council of Ministers' response to Professor Curran's report on on the actions to go forward and, and if Timbould members back the Council of Ministers' proposals, then it'll be full steam ahead. Obviously, there's phase one, of which is we've announced £10 million of funding. There's 60 actions which we'll be able to take forward straight away. Professor Curran has alluded to there was holes in some of the evidence that needed more detailed analysis. So that will be phase two will be, get, will, will be worked on over the next c- coming 12 months so that we can then take the plan further. But it, it's full
0: steam ahead, subject to Timbould
2: approval this month.
0: Do you anticipate that Timwell members will get on board with this report and its findings?
2: Well you can never totally take for granted the, the support of Timwell members but obviously we do our utmost to work with them, to to explain, to share the report, to discuss and the feedback I've, I've had so far has been exceptionally positive but I, I'm never um, arrogant enough to presume the support of Timbled until I've got it won in Timwell Court.
0: Um, if this is adopted and it is progressed by Timwold. What does it say about the Bank's government's current strategy on climate change do you think?
2: Well it shows that we're fully committed to taking our international responsibilities incredibly seriously. This is a worldwide problem that if we don't tackle now will give major repercussions for the next generation and we've got to get it right now so we're hopefully leading the way with other countries ensuring that we've we do our bit. Okay, we're only a small island of 85,000, but if everyone works together from, from other countries with a, with a similar strategy, then we, we can do our bit to help preserve the world going forward.
0: Is there a concession that the previous government's strategy on climate change hasn't worked? Perhaps.
2: Well, it, uh, it was probably a step in the right direction. Things change, information, evidence changes and It's now accepted. I accepted that there was a climate change, I recognise that, in, in May 2019 and in a very short period of time we have managed to get a really good report from Professor Curran and government has then responded with its actions on how it intends to go on that journey to achieve the recommendations made in Professor Curran's report. But I, I'd like to stress this cannot be just the government of the Isle of Man on its own. This has to be everyone on the Isle of Man doing their bit, taking part and, and making decisions about how they're going to change elements of their life to ensure that we all together hit the target for 2050 of, of zero carbon emissions.
0: Net zero. Net zero carbon emissions. Um, what ensures that this plan is implemented over its life because it's, well, it's a 30-year time span. Are there going to be bits enshrined in in Manx law?
2: Yes, we'll be taking um, a a, a climate change bill to June get to get that approved. And then there will be stages. I think if you look at the programme for government at this moment in time, we haven't got the exact formula laid out. But if you look how the programme for government works, it shows clear milestones, what key performance indicators are, what success looks like who takes responsibility all departments in government and monthly review their responsibilities towards that plan and i think we can do something very similar with the climate change bill to ensure that government does what it says on the tin and things will change new technologies will come out and it may alter the way we do things going forward we have to have an open mind we can't say this is in tablets of stone but with the best evidence that we've got from someone as highly respected as Professor Curran, we feel we're taking the island in the right direction as quickly as possible.
0: The rollout of this plan, um, if it's adopted, will obviously span several successive administrations. Um, how will it be future-proofed? How will the politicians of the island's future be, be held accountable, really? Well, I think obviously we will be setting
2: the foundations and a clear... Um, roadmap on, on how this is to happen now obviously i can't force the next administration to do exactly what we, we we've set up but i would be highly surprised if they weren't even more intense on on the plan taking it forward and ensuring it works this is in everyone's interest the whole of the population both on the isle of man and the whole of the world need to ensure that we reduce our we that we have the, the net zero by 2050 so it's incredibly important i i, I think it's the chances of the next administration totally switching off from this would would be abs- absurd. So I'm discounting that straight away. The commitment must be there for all of the Isle of Man, for future generations, to make sure they have a
0: future. We have to talk about budgets, obviously. Um, £10 million has been set for the first year, is that correct? Uh, Professor Curran's recommended thereafter it's more to the tune of £25 million a year. Um, it's a pretty serious undertaking, probably understatement of the day yeah.
2: it is indeed yes we've found 10 million pounds some from revenue some from capital to uh, from capital accounts to, um, to
0: start the ball rolling shall so we th- say does that displace spending elsewhere or budget budgets elsewhere? no it, it, it's money
2: that we we've, we've found we're, we're not cutting other um, departments spending to find this 10 million this this is uh, money that we've taken from various sources but um, it's a start it's 10 million for the first year but after that it could be it's gonna. It's a partnership when we say 25 million for the next 10 years, 25 million from government and 25 million from business, the business community working together to develop technology. For example, we will be going out for expressions of interest for people to develop onshore wind farms. Mm -hmm. on the island that will be private money it's profitable now it's cost effective there's no need for government to put money in so that's where some of the private investment can come from and maybe 20 megawatts will be the the plan in the short term by short term by 2035 the target is to have 75 percent of of our electricity energy um, generation from renewable sources. So th- these are fairly ambitious targets and an awful lot of people say oh it, it should be done within 10 years and I think when you read the report you will see the enormity of what has to change and we've come up with a plan that's it's achievable if we all pull together but it can't be done by government on its own I must stress that.
0: A quote from the response to Professor Curran's report, um, a number of variables come into play when assessing the cost impact of the recommended measures." including timescales and, of course, the practicalities of delivery. Um, the cynic in me says this already sounds like government's setting itself up to fail perhaps a bit here, do you think?
2: No, I think it's a recognition that technologies change I was in um, Ireland seeing the T-shark a couple of months ago, and I was looking at their proposals. and They've developed new technology which they're trialling in Hawaii now, where they can generate a wind turbine, a floating wind turbine, and part of it is like an upturned cup with air trapped underneath, which generates electricity with the wave movement. Now that's that. That's not anchored into the seabed. It, it, sorry, it's not fixed permanently into the seabed. It, it, it's sort of anchored and, and floats. And that's new technology which could radically change the way we generate car, electric car batteries. We think there's going to be a breakthrough soon where you'll be able to get up to five times the range... Of the current batteries so things can change and all we're trying to say is that yes this is our plan this is what we're wanting to do but at some stage we're not setting in tablets of stone because it would be pointless exercise saying we are going to do this when some known new technology could come in and revolutionize the way that we go on we, we take the island forward on in reaching net zero carbon emissions.
0: Um, in the report from Professor Curran there's a, a table depicting the co-benefits of becoming net carbon neutral by 2050 also some of the the drawbacks of doing so um, for lack of a better word the the, the main issue really is about money is the quail administration going to put taxpayers money where its mouth is do you think and commit to to this
2: well we already have with 10 million straight away um, when you look at a small jurisdiction of 85, 85 people 10 million is a lot of money but we're saying that's just for the first year and then Phase two of the plan will be looking at how will we fund this going forward and then it'll be into the next administrations to to carry on that. We've started the journey, we've set up a very good plan, it, it's been... Worked on by Professor Curran has. If if you look at his pedigree, he's been advising the Scottish government Mm -hmm. on on how for their responsibilities. So we have taken the very best information and advice on how we can go on this plan. We will be asking him to advise, continue to advise us on our strategy going forward to to ensure that we're on the right trail. But this is this to to be credible. We've got to work together. This isn't um, a quick fix. This is a long-term piece of work and we are 100% committed to delivering on this policy.
0: Where do you see Professor Curran's role now? after the end of what is, from my understanding, was a six-month remit. What's next?
2: Well, we'll be setting up a a committee to, to run this, and I very much hope that Professor Coren will be will be able to give advice to that committee as, as we go forward and develop Phase 2 of the plan. Phase 1 is set out. We've got 60 actions that people can see that we're going to work on, but Phase 2 is going to be developed in the, in, the, in the next year, and we sincerely hope he'll be able to able to, to give advice to that committee.
0: The Isle of Man's under big financial pressure in lots of other respects and um, public sector pensions, Brexit, another overspend in the health department uh, or forecasted overspend in the health department. Why is, why is this a priority?
2: Well it's, it's the future if, if you look at the projections and we allow the world to overheat then there'll be a very poor future for our children and This administration and me personally have always been about intergenerational fairness. We must ensure that the administration and the island that we hand over to the next administration and the next generation is better than when we found it and and that's what I'm working hard to achieve.
0: So the plan is um, a climate change programme is to be established with a political steer. Um, Does that basically mean a department with a minister or is it different from that?
2: It will. It'll be cross government. It, it won't just be one department. All governments will need to work on this and we will be bringing in private sector to be on that committee too, so it won't be 100% government. As I've said from day one, this is a whole island. For this to succeed, it must be everyone on the Isle of Man getting behind it.
0: Um, just finally, the elephant in the room really, and lots of the critics of government on this issue have spoken about this, is... Plans to explore for for natural gas in the the islands' um, territorial waters. Is this at loggerheads with what this report is advocating? Do you think? No. Well, first and
2: foremost, it's there's an if there. We have to uh, the the company Kroger are, are doing um, trials this year to ensure that the product the gas is there. But if you look at if you look at the report, it's envisaged that. 2035 we'll be still importing gas, gas is the cleanest of the fossil fuels, so 75% the target is by 35 will be renewable energy, but we will still need gas. Now we're currently importing gas from Norway, we're paying royalties to the Norwegian government, 6% of that gas is lost. On the, on the journey, so from an environmental point of view, it's cleaner to use it if it's 20 kilometres off your shoreline. It's going to be cleaner to the world environment that we use our own. We'll be able to save money from the royalties that we're not paying to the Norwegian government that will be paid to can, the
0: can, can you see why people think there's a hypocrisy there, though?
2: Yeah, well, if we weren't going to be... If, if gas, if it was oil, and we're saying we're doing away with oil, yes, there would be hypocrisy, but we are recognising that gas w- will be a crossover... Fuel for the Isle of Man as part of our plan going forward. So we need gas to take to to, to make these changes, and it's the cleanest stuff, the fossil fuels. And, and surely it's more logical that if you've got your own, that you use your own rather than importing somebody else's.
0: And um, just finally, Professor Curran, um, you were asked about this in October, and your answer was that it was a political decision. It wasn't within your remit to to comment. Are we allowed a personal opinion on whether you think that's a hypocrisy?
1: No, I'm a scientist. I uh, base all my judgments and particularly my advice on climate change on uh, well-founded evidence, Mm. uh, scientific research, and the results that come out of that. Um, My own independent report refers to the potential for yeah. gas field development in terms of the, the possible methane emissions in terms of the production and the transmission of the gas. And it makes an estimate of what that leakage might be and that if that industry ever came about, it would need to be offset in the way that many other uh, emissions on the island may be rather difficult to reduce to zero, even by 2050, so they need to be balanced by natural sequestration, which is why it's particularly important to to start moving early and quickly on tree planting, woodland generation, the, 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 the efficacy and good functioning of ecosystems and the services they deliver, uh, a marine plan to do the same with natural sequestration in the surrounding seas. So as long as my view, in the remit I was given for my report, as long as there's capacity in that natural sequestration to allow a bit of headroom for any new business that might start on the island where the uh, emissions present considerable difficulty in reducing them to zero then that that was my remit i hope i fulfilled that and i don't deal in personal views no
0: that was professor james curran and chief minister howard quayle there speaking to me earlier this week if we cast our minds back to last summer this process was originally triggered by a motion in timwald from daphne Kane, mhk I caught up with her this week and asked Mrs Kane
3: if this is how she foresaw things would pan out. This has exceeded all my expectations. I think to think where we are now, with the Professor Curran report and the Chief Minister's action plan following that, ready to go before January Timwald, I think this is a a wonderful result from an initial um, motion that I, was triggered by public reaction to um, inaction, I suppose, and, and however it came about, and... I think there was very much public action to start with and protest. And I think the student climate strike also, which does get some credit in Professor Kim's report, this all built into the picture. And then DEFA's um, survey with those very strong percentages of people in favour of government taking action and putting some quite serious investment into improving our renewable energy and other things. Um, I think it's all built the picture. And I, I am astounded and... You know, thrilled that Professor Curran pulled that report together with the the 20 people across government working incredibly hard, as he says. Um, that report is dated October, so pretty much in four months. Put that together. OK, admittedly, with the areas that need more research um, and then for government to come back in two months with an action plan with some pretty um, ambitious Targets. I I think that's it's it's a great place to be at the minute, and I really look forward to the debate.
0: We come we'll come back to some of those targets and to the debate shortly. The Isle of Man Student Climate Network are planning to strike again on Valentine's Day. I don't know what to read into that. Really, should we therefore assume that? Some people aren't happy with
3: the contents of the report, do you think? Perhaps. I mean, there might be... I've, I've got many, many questions Um, in in terms of the government action plan and where they're leading. It says it's a high-level action plan at this stage. Well, Professor Curran gave two options, a higher ambition plan and a lower ambition plan that starts lower but then gets very sort of serious a few years down the line. And he strongly recommended we go for the higher ambition. I'm not clear from the Chief Minister's high-level action plan, Actually, that doesn't say he's going for the higher level. Perhaps that's something that might come out in the six-month review that he's promised in July. But um, I think there's also other questions over, you know, what action would he take? For instance, what, what about the now? What about the 300 homes that are being built in Balasala? What about any properties that are being developed? Are they going to need retrofitting or are they going to be to the modern standard? And when the report talks about um, gas boilers no longer being permitted to be fitted new in 2025, actually, shouldn't the emphasis now be on all modern homes being fit for the future? And perhaps that might include um Emphasis or subsidy in terms of um, air source heat pumps and also having charging points. If they've got this emphasis, they want 20,000 electric vehicles in the next 10 years, then we've got to get serious about the infrastructure. And to my mind, there's a little piece missing that says, what are we doing for what's going on this year that makes sure that we're, we're not causing problems for those householders in the future?
0: Well, in the immediate term, the chief minister said that £10 million has been set aside to be spent in the first year. Thereafter, Professor Curran's recommended twenty five million pounds mm. of spending per year. Well, he for... says twenty
3: five million pounds per year, but the first year is ten million. Mm. So again, where's the chief minister coming from that? And at, so I suppose in in some ways his response is a little bit tentative because there are some points that Professor Curran makes. For instance, the the climate change climate sciences should be taught and embedded in the curriculum through the schools. Now. He acknowledges that the schools have the autonomy over that. But there are some things that are prescribed by the department, such as swimming for all students, etc. Um, so so there could be a line. I mean, I think, to be fair, most schools probably putting a lot of climate change and climate science into their curriculum in many areas. But he he re- seriously suggests that as we have an education bill coming on, that should be embedded. Now the chief minister's response doesn't say that. He says they should be um, encouraged to, in, in, you know, cover cover that, but he doesn't say that this will be put into legislation in that way.
0: Some of the medium term aspirations, if that's the right term, um, for example, the transition to seventy five percent renewables by twenty thirty five. I think even even the. The most um, ardent critics of the Isle of Man government would struggle to argue that isn't ambitious, that's, wouldn't they?
3: Yeah, that's one I'm really pleased to see in there. Um, and if that is considered by government to go in their high-level action plan as an achievable target, then that's brilliant. And that gives me a lot of confidence that there is, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. This is what we're all building up to. Um and there's also Prescott and Makes um and the Chief Minister says, you know, we don't want to do anything that we'd regret later because of new technologies coming down the line. And there are certain things that we go now and we go further and the oil fired boilers are the the first thing to go. But obviously gas fired is in another 10 years. And, and Professor Curran is asking, you know, even the gas-fired power station, would that be hydrogen options or other technologies coming forward? But if, if by 2035 we can be 75% on renewable um, with the 20 megawatt from um, onshore wind and then there's a there's a supplementary appendix where where there's all the sort of best places to locate that. But and all, the other thing that I'm really excited about is the solar and also the community input and freeing up this sort of feed in tariff um, policies to encourage more community schemes, better feed in. Um, so so who knows by 2035 what range of renewable energy will be feeding into our grid and how exciting a prospect is that for the the students and the protesters who wanted to see action?
0: There doesn't appear to be any plans to halt um, the proposals about
3: exploring for natural
0: gas in the island's territorial waters, though. That's something which overshadowed the debate a bit in the summer. Lots of the high-profile critics of government in the community were saying that was a bit of hypocrisy, perhaps. Um, Professor Curran and the Chief Minister both spoke about the reasons for continuing with those
3: plans. What are your thoughts there? That was my question to the chief minister at the end of the presentation. In fact, and I, I completely understand and sympathise with the view from um, a lot of members of the public that you know you it takes away the credibility that you are aiming for carbon neutral when this very thing is creating more. Um, and the chief minister's response was it would be a transition fuel. It would it would fund some of the the improvements and move to renewables that the government wants to pay for and and finance. But actually. Um, the you know in, in the environmental terms, it's it's a tricky one, and well, I think we've not we've not got to the bottom of that yet. But also, um, it's not happening yet. This this was all decided before this administration came to power. It was something that wasn't a major issue on the hustings, and people didn't realise that a, an exploration license had already been issued. So so things had further progressed. But in the scheme of things, and with the way. Um, People are moving more and more to renewables. Renewable energy is now a cheaper option for the first time last year, solar and wind, I believe, onshore wind, than gas. So who's to know that it is going to be a viable proposition for the future? But I think to say it wouldn't affect our biosphere status and the person who who uses that gas is the the person who's got to consider their carbon footprint and everything – I think that's semantics I think I think we do need a long hard look at it but the time for that will come up as and when the explorations have been concluded and whether there are licenses going to be awarded.
0: Having digested the report or at least overwhelming majority of it um, what would you like to see next what's the next step do you think in terms of the implementation of the things Professor Curran has spoken about?
3: I think it's the, the couple of key things that he's suggested would be considering sort of vehicle tax the but I think for people and the biggest impact on people is going to be the home and we know that the huge amount of our carbon emissions from the space heating as it's called of domestic properties particular, yes there can be an encouragement for businesses to do it but I think that for a large number of people having a grant scheme, an accessible grant scheme much better than the current one that isn't very much for very many people who are eligible for it but a widely available or interest-free loans to put meaningful things in. And I think the other key thing which the action plan from Chief Minister does address is the education process so that the contractors who are available to to fit the air source heat pumps and the insulation and the windows and, and make property airtight and efficient, um, that they, they are knowledgeable and have access to the, the latest technology and are you know that the, the, there's the capacity there to serve because there's a there's a huge sort of industry, green industry that and green technology that's coming. But um, also, I would like to see green technology invested in. So that's through the Department for Enterprise and other schemes. So it's all part of the big picture, you know. And the more pieces we can put in at an early stage to 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 bring that as a sort of future realistic um, targets. I think it's I, th- I think the Isle of Man is in a very exciting place right now, and I am. So grateful that Professor Curran and and you know whatever triggered the debate last summer. I think that is the key turning point in terms of the Alaman getting to this point at this time. I mean, even on um, buses. So finally, we have a commitment that they're going to buy a hybrid bus. They're not quite going electric yet, but the technologies are improving so much more. I mean, what would be great is if they came out with a um, a statement of when the the Allerman will not purchase any more diesel buses you know that that be a big step forward but but you know that the the picture is there that the the report from professor curran is brilliant and the the action plan from government is the the most defined you know the delivery is key but actually to get this far in the eight months since the initial debate and all the protests i i think the alaman has come a long way in a very short time and i hope we can carry on that momentum
0: Earlier this week on Manx Radio, we heard about the Animal Welfare Bill, which was actually drafted in 2017. I think part of the reason it hasn't gone through the full parliamentary process yet is because it was effectively pushed to one side whilst external pressures were dictating um, other things that needed doing instead. Um, With Professor Curran's recommendations and his report, do you foresee there will be a similar sort of spillover into other? bits of the legislative process um, um across departments
3: i th- i think you know obviously brexit was the 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 big excuse if you like why everything else was was getting delayed and i i had questions to the defa minister mr boot last year where is the animal welfare bill and will it include some element of Finn's law to protect service animals? Um, And I don't see any negativity from the department. I think it's just a capacity issue that they have, they more than anybody, had. I think it was 450 separate pieces of legislation in the last um, sitting that they were pushing forward because Brexit and the change and coming out of Europe is going to have a bigger impact on food producers and other exporters, so so I sympathise, but I think that that you know that there are other social legislation and um, employment legislation, as well as animal legislation. We want it all. We're going to have to put the resources in there, and I accept and I think it's um, commendable. And Professor Curran highlights the amount of dedication working overtime, weekends, of of the dedicated people in the team to bring this report to fruition. But there are still gaps in the evidence that will still need to be filled. There's a transformation team going to be charged or a programme team going to be charged with the delivery of the action plan on climate change that um, the chief minister's brought forward. It all takes resources. So the the you know people people get upset population people public get upset when government increases in number and there's more and more jobs but actually if you want to deliver this and if you want a high level of public services then that has to be supported and it has to be properly resourced and i'm not
0: i'm not likening this to brexit um because i think that would be a, a bit a bit hasty perhaps but in terms of the enormity of the undertaking from a legislative point of view you would think it would be of a similar stature
3: yeah it's not only the legislation i think the key thing that came out for me was that the environment policy and the impact of climate change has to be considered with every piece of legislation and every government procurement and that's just a significant culture shift but in a positive way to to you know give people warmer homes better lives cleaner air from you know fewer um deep gas guzzlers on the road all that sort of thing it's a great greener future. But there has to be, as it puts the emphasis on, there has to be so much information. And I think pre- a lot of people are pretty well um, up on it. You know, lots of people know a lot more than I do about climate change, the impact and the things we need to do and what you can do. But government has to be ahead of the game. You know, if you want to put a an air source heat pump in your house, you want to go to the air source heat pump or MUA or whichever contractor and know how that's going to be affected you're going to know that the the funding is there to do it um, and I come back to the, the the main point that any of the properties that are being built today this year are they fit for the future so that by 2025 or 2030 then they don't need retrofitting you know we we need to ensure that what we do from now on meets the the climate change requirements and the Isle of Man will be fit for the future.
0: That was Daphne Kane, MHK, giving me her thoughts on the findings of Professor James Curran and his Climate Emergency Consultative Transformation Team, the report from whom was made public on Thursday. A team of around 20, led by Professor Curran, were given six months to develop a report on how the island could reach net carbon neutrality by 2050. Two members of that team, the political members, were Ralph Peake, MHK, and Jane Poole Wilson, MLC. But who else was involved? Were they climate change specialists? I spoke to the duo on Friday who, I should add, arrived at Banks Radio having car shared in an electric vehicle.
4: Not necessarily specialists in climate change, although there were some people there who really did understand it. No, it's specialists in, in the departments and, and, of course, areas of the Isle of Man, because that's what it's about. This has actually got to work in the Isle of Man. And that's the great thing is Professor Curran came here with all his experience, with all his knowledge. And what he's actually done is put together and pull together a team and put together a report that works for the Isle of Man.
5: But I I think what's good as well is it was recognised that it would be really, really helpful to very early on when the analytical team first came together to provide some training. So there was some input early on to uh, make sure everyone was on the same page with some of the terminology and understanding what we were dealing with. So I think that really helped people who perhaps hadn't come from a climate change background specialism.
4: That's so, that's right. That so it was climate change. People came from the UK, but also we had some experts here in the Al-Aman, which actually gave them a good understanding in in building techniques, etc. So it really was. They got off to a great start.
0: So, as the um, I guess political representatives in that team, and um, what sorts of um, parts were there to your roles in the process?
5: I think uh, for, from from our point of view, we were both very very passionate to see this. Uh, come together quickly because we knew the time timing was tight as did the professor. So from our perspective, we were there to provide a lot of support, to provide whatever um, input we could from the perspective of unblocking anything or encouraging or or helping to find ways through anything that was going to Uh, potentially get in the way of the timescale and the delivery Uh, I think we also both visited the analytical team Uh, they they co-located out at uh, St John's so Mm -hmm. we were able to go and and visit them and understand some of the work that they were doing Uh, I think between us as well we've been approached by a range of people around the Isle of Man uh, and we were keen to facilitate introductions perhaps to people who would be able to input to the the analytical team and i think as well we were very conscious of wanting to engage as as much as we could we knew the time was tight but we felt it was very important to get stakeholder involvement to do what we could from a public uh, perspective to engage people along the way so we were keen to help promote that to help facilitate that
4: absolutely right so it was really you're really there as if you like the eyes and ears is the taxpayer, that's ultimately what a political yeah. member is there for. So what was great to see was the effort that went in right at the start to get the team together and as, as Jane says, making sure that the departments took that seriously, got the right people there once the team was put together it was really just a question of making sure it all got started and then you could leave them to it it was not about getting involved in the day-to-day running of that Mm. it was about making sure as a political member that the actual team was together and actually up and running
0: there were fears about the time scales allocated to this process um understandably perhaps and professor curran admitted that lots of other jurisdictions have taken a lot longer to essentially reach the same point or a similar kind of point um He said in October that he didn't feel the outcome would be especially different or markedly different if a longer time period had been given for this to happen. Do you share that view? Do you think we've, I mean, there are admissions that there are some holes in the evidence, for example, but do you think we've come, you know, as as far as we could have hoped perhaps at this point?
4: I do actually, and I I actually think it's worth to our benefit because it really, from day one, it gave everybody that complete clear focus. Mm -hmm. They knew the date that the report had to be done by, they knew... Once their allocation of of aims were were divided out they knew what they had to do by a particular date and i appreciate there was a lot of pressure and there was a lot of um stress but it gave that clarity and that really did work together and that enabled then the group of people to start working as a team Mm. and that's how we're going to get this um done here in the isle of man is starting for the isle of man to work together as a team to really get this over the line.
5: And I think it is worth saying publicly again just how hard that analytical team worked. They really pulled the stops out. I think, you know, we really must acknowledge the effort that they put in, the amount of work that's gone in in a short space of time. I found it really, really impressive and and so welcome.
4: It was great really because that really to me, that gave me a glimpse of how effective government departments can be. You put the departmental Differences aside and once you've actually got a clear vision of what you're actually doing because lots, that- of,
0: lots of criticism of government is about the silo mentality and things yeah, like that and, yeah. and the differences between departments and difficulties with communication from the outside This appears to be an example of something that has sort of broken a mold maybe a bit yeah.
4: Is that you're absolutely right and I'm quite excited about that to be honest because I really felt that this is what is really a benefit of this whole topic is to show and demonstrate that we can work together and that is what we're going to really get a good outcome from this.
0: What doesn't the report do?
4: What doesn't the report do?
0: As in what 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 it's been acknowledged there are gaps in the evidence. Yes. So what's left to be done, do you think?
4: Well, it's given us a great start and it's given us then the action plan for the first year. What it then does is gives you an outline of where we need to be. So then we've got a clear milestone of a 40 5% reduction. Um, but in 10 years time but what you need to then is to then fill those gaps in for that second phase so if you like what it doesn't do is how all the detail around that second phase but we're going to learn so much in this first phase if we really embrace it if we really get behind it and want to achieve it we will learn so much over these next 12 to 18 months Mm. that we'll be in a much better position to really fill those gaps in for the second phase.
5: I think as well I mean Professor Curran acknowledged that Today, you cannot write a plan for the next fifteen years. You just can't. Mm-hmm. There are so many variables. Technology is a is an obvious example of how quickly there will be change and progress. And so he's absolutely clear and has been clear from the off that this whatever we take forward has to be reviewed Uh, there are some decisions you just cannot take today because uh, for example hydrogen and the potential for hydrogen that is something that you have to make a decision about in I think he suggests 2030 is, is when you would be making that sort of decision so it is absolutely right that you do what you can based on the science and the knowledge we have today that we know will make a difference but where you need more evidence, where you need to wait and see and allow a little bit more time for developments to take place before you make a decision, he also acknowledges that. And so to that extent, the report never could tell you absolutely the blueprint for the next 15, 20, 30 years.
4: It's it's like that Kaizen model, isn't it, where you actually plan, then you actually start that, pause for that check, and then you can then act fully knowing that you've actually checked it and you know what you're doing. That's what I see this is. Phase one is about getting on with it now so we can then learn as we go along to be in a great expert position for phase two.
0: Perhaps inevitably there are still a lot of ifs or seemingly so. I mean if this is adopted by Timwald you'd never like to presume. um, um, If lots of the sort of uh, findings and recommendations are uh, adopted and then implemented. but you know, given given the the current state of play, if you like, do you feel that interested parties, critics of government, um, should feel reassured by what they what they read, what they see so far? I,
4: I feel as though they should be, but not only my feeling. People have been coming up to me in the last few days saying how pleased they are, and that's from. If you like both sides from all aspects, hmm. that's people working in government, that's in the private sector as well as in, in the um, third sector. And they are keen, they can actually see now that this is a plan um, to actually make a, a better future for the Isle of Man. And that's what we can get behind.
0: One of the sort of headline objectives is by 2035, the aim is to have 75% of a transition to renewable regeneration is that right so that's
4: for minimum, minimum 75 so percent that's the great thing is it just says minimum yeah so then that does mean it can be 100 percent if we want to
0: is that is that too ambitious
4: no no i think it's absolutely spot on i think that's plenty of time to actually get to at that point yeah i do
0: so what happens next what's the next stage um and what comes of professor curran's role what comes of your roles in in the involvement and how this has progressed
5: forward then well, we've got the debate uh, in Tynwald and, and I think you mentioned before, you know, you cannot assume how, how Tynwald will respond to this. But right. I mean, my personal hope is that there will be huge backing for, for this so that we can get on with it. Um if Tynwald approves uh, the action plan, then my personal hope is that it will be uh, all systems go immediately after that Tynwald vote. First of all, the structure and the the relevant team needs to be in place. Now, I believe, based on what we saw around the analytical team, how quickly that was pulled together, that that can be done and should be done very quickly. Because, you know, phase one is a year hmm. to, to deliver on phase one with a report back to Tynwald in July this year. So my personal hope is that Tynwald backs it. And that straight away we swing into action and all the energy and momentum that we've seen so far is maintained and all that positivity and drive to actually really start delivering on the 60 actions that are in this phase one.
0: So if Timwald does give its approval, if we progress um, in you know in a month's time, if you like, um, the Chief minister is talking about appointing a, a team to begin implementing this. Is that something you think, A, would look similar to Professor Curran's team? And B is that something you'd like to be a part of?
4: Um, I, I certainly think there would be it'd be great for Pre- 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 Professor Curran to be involved in at some point on that. I think there needs to be a strong and focused leadership team to really have the um, authority and 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 the will to to really set out and hold people accountable and to allow people to um, have the resources to deliver it. And then then you need a, 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 a sort of a, another team then, which. Can be stakeholders. You know, they can be local people here on the Isle of Man um, to listen to what um, they've got to say and to take people along. That's the biggest message which we heard the chief minister say um, um, earlier on this week. It's really for the Isle of Man to get behind this now, and we've all got a part to play in that, and we can really help to make it succeed. Some people might set out to undermine it. That would be a great shame. That would be a great shame harming yourself and and other people. I don't think there's any need for that. There's nothing to be uh, fearful of here. This is all, this is good news. Why wouldn't you want to live in a healthier, happier, cleaner future? It is so attractive for the people here in the Isle of Man and for the people as well. Why wouldn't you want part of that? So I think getting behind it now and, and delivering it, and that will be, you know, the Chief Minister will have an idea. I'm sure soon after Tim will to get it up and running, As Jane says, keep that momentum going and really deliver this.
5: And I think um, to the all island point, one of the key policies in the government's action plan uh, policy section nine is all about engagement and awareness raising across our community. Because through this process, when I've been talking to members of the public that I've been talking to about this, one of the things that's come across to me is that people, I think, will engage and we'll try and make some changes there's types of changes we will all need to make but what they want is some more information they want to understand more about what the options are how they can go about this what's in it for them what the benefits are so I think that's one of the most critical areas for us to start delivering on early to help everybody when we say this is an all-island commitment it is but also we need to help people to do their part Um, It would be remissably not to mention the debates from last summer when it was
0: your amendment to Mrs. Kane's motion which triggered this, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, In that speech there, you spoke about the requirement for government to bring the public with them on this issue. Do you think enough's been done in that interim period to to put the foundations in for that to happen? There are still a lot of naysayers. There's still a lot of sceptics. There
4: are. I, I, I take your point. There hasn't been a lot done publicly, but yeah. I can assure you Jane and I have sat in on meetings where the enthusiasm, the 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 opportunity and the optimistic future is all there. So the analytical team have got a number of ideas ready to go. As soon as this gets approval, we know that they've got some great ideas to engage with the public to get that message across because we can't underestimate how important that is for people to just learn to understand, to satisfy themselves that there is no fear here. This is all about making the future a cleaner, healthier,
0: happier place. Sorry, go on. I
5: I think as well there are already members of the public who have engaged in this process, who, again, are willing either through their own own knowledge to engage more. We also Mm -hmm. had um, Paul Allen from Zero Carbon over in the island, uh, and he ran a number of things. But, you know, there are people like that who can give you real examples of what goes on elsewhere and I think it's through that process when people gradually have their eyes open to the benefits and the opportunities that then once people can see all the benefit of this that's when people's hearts and minds come on the journey as well.
0: We have people like Paul Allen coming over to give um, talks and speak to members of the public but a lot of people
5: he's speaking to are people who
0: already believe in the science and they're already interested and on board. i Every It feels like every discussion we have about climate change comes back to a, basically a similar question, which is that there are still um, a, a proportion of society who aren't on board. And uh, I don't know how those people are reachable.
5: I think there's a bigger proportion of society who are on board in principle, but who haven't yet got hold of how yeah. they can adapt. And so I think for, from our perspective, one thing that's so powerful about this report and how Tinwalds Uh, Response to it is it shows a direction and a direction of travel. And I think once people understand a direction of travel, I mean, for nothing else, uh, as an island of 85,000 people, as, as James Curran has said, if you look at where the car manufacturing sector's investment is going now, it is going into electric vehicles. If we don't have a proper charging network on the Isle of Man, if we don't have a strong enough electricity grid to power the future, then rightly in in several years' time, the population of the Isle of Man will turn around to politicians and say, well, why haven't you done this? So I think, you know, from that perspective, once we give a clear direction of travel, people understand that's the way forward, then you help people understand how they can play their part. Just finally,
0: Mr Peek, you, in an interview with the BBC at the Ilium Doane Commemoration Ceremony at the beginning of this month, you described the upcoming debate on this report as being the most important in decades um where does this rank do you think in terms of political importance and financial importance for the current administration the next administration and beyond that of course there's all sorts of other pressures brexit public sector pensions whatever else you might you might speak about is is this number one in my opinion
4: this is the template for the future this is the template to actually work together to start realizing what can be achieved Putting some differences aside and actually getting behind something that is important on an international s- stage, but also important for the future of here in the Alaman, and the opportunity is too good to miss. It really is how we can operate and and have more efficient processes and how we can deliver what's needed, recognise what's needed, and deliver it. It's a great opportunity, and I, so I do think this is the most important debate that has been for decades.
0: Mrs. Paul Wilson, speaking um, from the point of view of a Legco member as well, Um, do you agree, and do you think it's going to going to dominate who gets in in 2021?
5: I do think it is significant and I think it's because it cuts across all of our lives. Um, We touched on co-benefits before and the co-benefits of doing this are about things that make a difference to our health and well-being, our physical health and our mental health. If we have cleaner air, if people travel in different ways, perhaps more active travel, these are things that make a difference to people's physical health and their mental health and then have a knock-on effect to the, the demands that are put on our health service. So for me, this issue cuts across so many of our challenges as we move further into this century that it, it does feel front and centre and if we can get a lot of this right i think we will see co-benefits for decades to come
0: that was ralph peak mhk and jane paul wilson mlc the two political members of professor james curran's climate emergency consultative transformation team the report from that team will be before timwald at this month's sitting on tuesday the 21st thanks for listening Take care.